Hi, welcome to Help with Hannah Jones. I'm Hannah Jones. Thank you, Patreon patrons, for making this podcast possible. And thanks, Dude IDK Studios in Denver, where we're recording and producing this episode. Um, this is a podcast where I answer your questions, dear Abby Style, and I have a guest in the studio today to help me do that. She is a comedian who got her start in Florida, but now Denver gets to call her ours. She's on the road like crazy. It's Morgan Gallo. Hello, it is I, Florida Gal. Uh, <laughs> you were just there. <laughs> yeah, I was just there. I went back for um, my first headlining show, which was crazy. Dude, congrats. Thanks, awesome. man. Yeah, it was fun. It was so weird because like I, I knew, obviously I was in Florida for like two and a half years. Yeah. So I, I know the crowds, like I know what it's like, but you're also like never prepared for those types of situations. Like, That's it's what just... I've heard from all the Florida comics. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Well, especially in the summer, like people are there there's a lot of tourists mm -hmm. and then there's the people who are like floridians that are there all the time and obviously you know summer is a weird season for comedy anyway uh, yeah but yeah it was it was really fun it was crazy do you prefer a tourist audience or a, a real floridian audience oh god that's a hard question i honestly when i'm in florida i prefer a floridian audience because a lot of the time they're more comfortable yeah. Like they're in their element, they're in their flip-flops, they don't care. But the tourists are very much like, oh, we're going out, like we're in Florida, we should go do something, let's go to a comedy show. And they're a little more like uh, like standoffish almost. That's so true. If I think about being a tourist, you're like so tired. Yeah. I'm so bad at traveling. Because realistically, what I like to do when I travel is like lay down mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, you don't want to go do stuff all day. I feel so pressured to do activities. Yeah. And especially if you're in Florida, it's like, do as the Floridians do and fucking day drink, you know? Yeah, and like go to the beach all day and get sunburned and go surfing. Sunburned and, and drunk and, at yeah. 1 p.m. means I am Ugh. deceased at 8 p.m. There yeah. is no way in hell. And they're going to rally at like 12 to go clubbing. Oh, ac absolutely. <laughs> but they're absolutely. not going to rally for the fucking comedy show. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's funny because the clubs aren't even clubs. They're just like marinas. They're just like, let's go hang out by all the boats and go oh party God. on people's boats. Oh my God! Yeah, to be a Floridian. To be a Floridian, to no be longer. To be Miami ten. Oh my God! See, Miami though is like a whole other country. Really? It's like not part of Florida. Yeah, you you feel it as you're driving down ninety five, which is the highway that goes straight down the coastline. Mm -hmm. You feel it go from like country bumpkin to like classic eighties Hispanic just pumping like disco music like it, it it turns into a whole new reality i have been weirdly a miami truther what does that mean <laughs> i love miami so much I've, I've been a few times i've also been to fort lauderdale which mm. i was just went to fort lauderdale because this person i knew in college had a family who lived in fort lauderdale and like had a yacht and stuff oh, and so he was like you can come down for spring break turns out fort lauderdale is ultimately like a lot of like rich uncomfortable yeah. people yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not as it's fun not as you think thing. it would be yeah. <laughs> and then they're like we don't want these gross kids on our yacht what yeah, the fuck no, fort, fort lauderdale is like where you move after you turn like 40 and you're yeah. ready to like get out of the lifestyle no but i love miami it's really? it's accessible through public transit it's like a really cheap 
vacation. It's a fun vacation. The beach is nicer. It's Miami is like what you think you're going to get if you take a vacation to L.A. But when you take a vacation to L.A., you're like, oh, wait, everything's like five hours from each other. The beach sucks because beaches in California are not worth going to. But like Miami is like all of the things you want it to be. It's so funny that you say it's cheap because everyone complains that it's so expensive. Okay, well, everyone is having like a different I'm not like going clubbing and getting bottles, which I'm sure is like very yeah, expensive. Yeah, that's like But if you just want to like eat for cheap, go to some bars and yeah. get some like cheap drinks as a, like a college kid vibe. It's yeah, so fun and easy. Yeah, that's probably more the fun vibe. I feel like every time I've been in Miami, I have family down there. So when I go, like they take me to these places that are like, like it's just like opulence like everywhere oh, like yeah, it's so just, it's always that. yeah and it's like really tiny entrees and like really like watered down drinks for $15 and it's like it's, it's fun if weird, you're there for the vibe it's, but it's weird to go for that vibe in Miami cuz to yeah. me Miami is like fun in a more trashy way <laughs> that is so funny that is so the opposite of like what everyone else especially in Florida really? thinks like so many Floridians are like They don't like Miami because it is so otherworldly, which is really just them masking like their racism and weirdness. But yeah, it's like they go and they are overwhelmed by the traffic and the like culture and how everything is just like everything is on a later. Yeah, it's on a later timeline. Everything starts at like, you know, 11 p.m. No one's eaten dinner before like 9 p.m. No, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a totally different vibe wow yeah that's so why weird. are we talking about miami again because of florida because i florida, love miami <laughs> i did a show in williston florida so that Whoa. was really cool i literally did a show on the side of like a rural highway outside no like it was like in a it was in a, a veterans post Um, But it's like a building, I kid you not, like dirt parking lot on the side of a highway. Like it was wild. Yeah. So that's, that was, that's my Florida experience. Your your own kind of veteran. Exactly. Yes. You need a purple heart for that. Someone should thank me for my service. For sure. Literally. We thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, um, had the most frustrating insanely frustrating day to day so on friday i am going to north carolina i'm gonna do a show and then i'm gonna hang out with my family for like our annual week at the beach rich kid alert um (laughs) (laughs) with like my nieces and nephews and stuff so it's really fun but today i i had noticed i was like getting some emails about my flights but i just like hadn't really had time to look at them today i finally have time to look at them and it's like you know when they like change your flight time by like five minutes and you're like this i don't care yeah but they kept changing my flight time by five minutes like three different time or like it had to be more than three because when i logged on today i realized that my layover in atlanta had shrunk to three had shrunk had shrunk to 45 minutes oh shit yeah which a 45 minute layover in atlanta is like is like a a surprise you have a 30 second layover in an airport the size of your hometown yeah exactly that's very stressful so i'm like this has to be wrong i look it up online and um to change my flight would be like $300. Oh, no. So then I call and I'm like, 
hey you guys messed up not a big deal love you so much they're like actually um you can't speak to anybody because you're not (laughs) this is the essentially the delta messaging service is like if you're flying out within the next 45 seconds you can stay on the line if not absolutely go fuck yourself because we're experiencing a high call volume yeah but then if you were to call back in the 45 seconds before your flight they'd be like well you're no longer eligible for a refund so go fuck yourself yeah it was insane so what are you doing i ended up being able to change my flights um a different way okay cool (laughs) Love that for you. But it took so like It was like hours of trying to navigate their fucking Ugh, website. Air travel has become such a nightmare that it's like not even exciting to go visit another place anymore. Yeah. I didn't think... I always thought that if air travel crumbled, it would be like the prices got really high and it got very exclusive again. Mm, like it kind of was when yeah. I was a kid. Only certain types of people could really ever fly anywhere. Yeah. But that's not what's happening. Instead, it's just like... <laughs> It's like a situation ship that you hit up and you're like, hey, like, do we want to like hang on Friday? (laughs) And they're like, we'll see how I'm feeling on Friday, bitch. Yeah, (laughs) we'll see if I'm going to staff the plane for you because I'm not really feeling it right now. I don't know. We have people to take off, but we don't have any people to land. Do you just want to stay in the air for a while? And I don't know if you want to go through security, but if you do, you're going to have to wait two hours because the line wraps around the terminal. Two to five hours. Have you been to DI? recently yeah like that i don't know if you've experienced the security that line wraps all the way around multiple baggage claims is wild it's absolutely how insane. does that happen I, like they have other security checkpoints what and is then going on you get up to the front of the security line and it's like the the people i have this thing where i kind of believe that like everyone is equally intelligent but intelligence just takes different forms like you could be emotionally intelligent mm. or like practically intelligent you in have an way more faith way. in the general or you can be book smart you know but then you get to the front of the tsa security line and you're like oh that's not true some people are oh, dumb as rocks yeah <laughs> some, some people- of us were raised by wolves okay this is great <laughs> and then you go through security and it's like okay, I'm going to show you my smelly shoes and my laptop and then I'm going to walk through and everything's going to be fine. They're always screaming at you. The guys next to the security line are always like, no liquids. It's like everybody, everybody knows about the liquids thing. Nobody Mm -hmm. is caught off guard Mm -hmm. by the liquids thing. But I will say every airport you go to has a different shoes policy and a different laptop policy. And sometimes it varies between like even morning and night. Like in the mornings they'll have you taken out your small electronics and at night you'll put them in. Every single time I go through security, I somehow have it wrong. You think you'd be right at least like 50% of the time. I am barefoot. Well, (laughs) and they're like, you don't have to take your shoes off. Or what's usually happening is that like a whole family of six will be taking off their like lace up hiking boots. Yep, yep, yep. And meanwhile, if you like look ahead in the line, you'll notice everyone else still has their shoes on. And it's like Indianapolis. Like they're not making yeah. you take your shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the smallest oh. airport. My, this is how I know that TSA is a farce mm-hmm. because I went through TSA somewhere. I wish I could remember where it was. I think it was like Ohio, somewhere very kind of like small airport, not a big deal. And it was really busy, which I think they weren't used to. And it was so busy that the TSA employees just started saying like, don't take anything out of your pockets. Don't take off your shoes. Just walk through the metal detector. So and it was the same thing. 
And how many flights had you taken? I had this experience last year that I vividly remember where there was just like one time that sent me over the edge. I was like, I have gone through this horrible process so many times. It was because they like called my, they they took my bag out for a special check, mm. but then like wouldn't check it. They just like put it on another table where someone was supposed to check it, but that person was like on break or something. Oh my God. So it was just sitting on another table for half an hour. And I think to myself and I'm like, at this point, this exact moment, a hundred terrible trips through TSA, I would rather die in 9-11 oh my god <laughs> promise you another 9-11 would be easier than the collective suffering we've all experienced exactly from this. exactly and also like <laughs> i've never really like noticed anyone working at tsa that is like passionate about their job you know what i Correct. mean like no i don't think any of them actually give a shit either no. they're just like okay i have to follow these regulations like i know that this lady's peanut butter sandwich in her purse isn't gonna blow up the airport but i gotta check it you know what i mean like yeah. none of them are particularly like keen on protecting the country it's really just like hey it's good pay and i get to wear this cool blue shirt because the thing is is that the people who want to like the people who want to really step up and make sure people are safe are fucking teachers and nurses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the people who think that they will have power and that's appealing to them are cops and TSA Oof. Like, <laughs> Oof. You don't, you don't join the army because you really want to protect people. You join no. it because free college. Yeah. If you really want to protect people, especially if you want to protect them on the front lines from guns, be a teacher, dude. Dude, this is... You see more battle Wild. as a teacher than the average a3 right now i'm being oh, absolutely. so i'm being so um flamboyant like uh what do you call it flippant not flippant i mean i am being flippant but like what do you call it when you're like oh provocative oh I'm a yeah provocateur in i this like podcast, it though apparently. i like it <laughs> Okay, are we ready to get into questions? Yes, I'm so ready. I listen to this podcast every week, and I'm like, I can't wait to answer these stupid questions. Thank you so much. You guys should know that my, <laughs> Morgan is the editor of the podcast. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was very flattering. <laughs> I love it, though. It's so funny. Okay, before we get into questions, first of all, I have shows coming up. If you live in the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco, I am headlining there September 21st. I'm partnering with an independent venue. So my feature is someone I picked. The host is going to be someone I picked. It is going to be a really fucking fun show. It's at a brewery. Okay. I recommend getting there 745-ish, getting your seats, getting your order in. Show is at 8 p.m. Link is absolutely everywhere. There's no way you could have missed it. It's so important that I sell this show out. It's so, so, so important for my ability to like tour in the future. I have like probably like six different cities coming up and like how ticket sales are for them is really going to determine what I can do next year. So if you live in the Bay Area, get tickets. If you have something scheduled, it's a month and a half out. Move it, you know? If you don't <laughs> live in the Bay Area, but you want me to come to your city, the absolute best way to get me to your city is to think of someone you know in the Bay Area, send them a couple of my reels, be like, isn't this girl so funny? And then send them the ticket link. Slow burn. I would really appreciate it. But yeah, if you live in another place, I'm going to be hitting a lot of cities. Uh, Chicago, Austin, Des Moines, Bisbee, and Tucson, and Santa Fe early next year. Please sign up for my text list um, so that you get a text. 
when that happens, don't rely on Instagram stories. You will not see my Instagram stories. I promise you. If it's important, it won't get seen. Okay? Sign up for the text list. Second of all, this podcast is sponsored by the Patreon. Patrons have first priority to get their questions answered, and they also receive a bonus episode every month, and it's only $3, which is crazy. You get, that's more than a TSA agent makes an hour, okay? <laughs> you also get exclusive uh, access to long-form audio and video of my comedy sets if you wanted to watch that. Um, if you want to ask a question to get answered in a future episode, you can find the link to that form in the podcast description or in my link tree on any social media platforms. Are you ready? Yes. That, <laughs> that was, was some so A-plus marketing right there. Thank you. That took so... I hate it. I don't like doing a commercial for myself in the middle of the podcast, but it has to be done. Yeah. I'll stop doing the commercial when the show sells out. There you go. There you okay. go. San Fran. First question. This one's so good. Uh-oh. Is it too early to move in with my girlfriend? I'm going into my second year of college and have started to consider getting an apartment to stay in instead of my dorm, as it would be much cheaper, half the price, and probably less gross. However, the only person whom I really know and who is also looking for an apartment is my girlfriend, who is moving into a three-bedroom with two of her friends next semester. We have been dating for about nine months, and it is by far the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. We get along very well well and I feel we have both been growing as people together. However, I worry that we are still too young to start living together and I don't want to get in the way of her life too early. I would also be living with her friends who I do get along with but realistically I will always just be their friend's boyfriend and it might be a weird power dynamic. Signed, Cautious Ken. Oh, Ken. Well, my first instinct is Yes, you yeah. are too young. And and that's my second instinct and my third as well. And I will say, I'll, I'm going to cop to this. I am the queen of moving in early. Mm, okay. I moved in with my first boyfriend ever after two months. I was Ooh, so how poor. How old were you? I was 23. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was so poor. Yeah. No, we had been boyfriend-girlfriend for two months. We had probably, like known each other for like three or four months okay that doesn't make it better what no. am i talking about no. <laughs> and then and then we broke up six months into the lease and it was Jesus. kind of a hassle and i will always say you know take the risk you know the consequences of yeah. it not working out yeah. is that you just have to figure out if you can break your lease you have to maybe pay a shit ton of money. You have to maybe find subletters. You mm -hmm. have to probably move in the midst of being really sad. Think about worst case scenario if, if you break up um, and what it would look like to move like yeah. right after you'd been cheated on or Oof. like right after you'd been like like had the partner say something like really cruel or like hit you or something and then you have to move during that time period. And then my second boyfriend, I... Moved in after we knew each other eight months. So okay. growth. Okay, you're getting better. You're getting better. And that lasted about six months. Oh, no, that lasted eight months. Okay. So here, so my thing is, and I'll preface this by saying, I have never lived with a significant other. So I am not in any position to be like telling you exactly what to do. However, the thing that I always think about is like, it's not necessarily about how young you are. It's more necessarily about like, what do you think your future is going to look like? And 
what what is your like what have what boundaries have you already set with this person so like my thing is if i'm gonna move in with somebody i'm definitely not gonna move in with them and their two friends because here's the thing the boyfriend will automatically be the girlfriend's like uh confidant in things like let's say she gets in a fight with her other two roommates or other friends right she's going to him they're talking they're having pillow talk at night you know maybe he like gets riled up and he's like i'm gonna say something right or opposite where they're having a fight right and then she's in this apartment with two other women who are gonna be like yeah fuck that guy like whatever so it's like if you're gonna move in with someone i i really think that you should be doing it in your own space especially if you're already in a healthy relationship like it might be healthy because of the circumstances you have right now but it could very quickly turn unhealthy yeah i guarantee you there's a 100 percent chance this is how that conversation went hi guys oh my god um so i know we talked about living together my boyfriend's actually looking for a place too um and he could just i mean he would just stay in my room can it, and then the other two girls are like well, yeah i uh, mean yeah, he's sure. nice <laughs> He's I would, so oh. cute. No, yeah. I mean, like, we obviously haven't decided yet. We haven't signed the lease or anything. But while he's still looking, we love Ken. We love Ken. We let, he's so good for you. Ugh. I mean, if he hurt you, I would kill him. But, but we he's love so him. so good for you. Yeah, that's the thing. I would be so pissed if it was like me. I don't know how close these girls are, but like me and my two best girlfriends. Yeah. Oh my God, we're going to get like a cheetah girl's house. Like yes. we're doing this. Like, let's go. We're and going to have rosé nights. Boyfriend? And now there's just some dude with a fucking penis in the apartment. Dude, like that's not. I would be living. Yeah. Cause imagine all the like fun shit that your friends are going to want to do. Let's be honest. Like whether you're in a relationship or not, when you're around your girlfriends, like you're going to do some stupid shit. You're going to be crazy. You're going to maybe like, play stupid games or talk about stupid shit like you want that girl time we're not talking about cheating we're no. talking about the ability to say like when i'm fucking my boyfriend it's all it's always missionary or i don't know yeah, like, or just talking about like it, that's yeah. just a human thing to t it's the same way guys talk shit like i would be so annoyed if i was like okay guys we're gonna do face masks and like paint our nails tonight and then, and then ken comes out and he's like what about me I Ugh. it's and it's there's another layer here that it's in college is like your girlfriend is signing up for like the maximum amount of loser points. I hope you know how much this is going to stunt her <laughs> friendships. Literally, she's dead. <laughs> she's excommunicated from the church of being a girl in college. I swear. And as, mm -hmm. a, as a girl who went to college, this is social <laughs> suicide because it's already a fair bit of loser points to have a boyfriend in college because mm -hmm. you don't, so much of the college experience is like experimenting and being single and like any night, anything could happen. Yeah. Totally. But if you have a boyfriend, your life is a little bit more predictable and a lot mm -hmm. of your time is spoken for. If you live with a boyfriend also they're sophomores they're going into their so, so they must going be like what 20 oh so 21 maybe oh my god that's so young too I, when i was so, oh when, no you're right they're going into sophomore year they can't dude, even drink yet you can't even go to the bar you have to i'm sorry you have to you have to be you don't even have to be single but you have to live in a comfortable place that like you're gonna stumble home 
you know, when you're 21 years old to go to and just like be with your friends. You don't yeah. want to stumble home to your boyfriend. He's like, what were you doing? What'd you drink tonight? Who are you with tonight? No. Yeah. God forbid one of you has a more bustling social life than the other. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Like, cause here's the thing. Girls, when they go out to party in college for like a night out, a lot of times it's girl only events. Mm -hmm. It's like girl pregames and then you're going to ladies night at a bar or you're yep. going to a frat where only women are let in. You can't be going out with your dude every not yeah. every weekend night. Yeah. So what is she going to like stay home with you or are you going to be weird and stay home and like. Yeah, I just don't see. Plus, I feel like I don't know that's. I guess I know I said earlier it doesn't really have anything to do with how young you are because if you've been together nine months like that's still a valid relationship but I do think that like at that age I had a boyfriend when I was 20 21 and he was 20 mm -hmm. and um we were like we didn't go to call I was in college and we were on the same dance team so we were all Whoa. we were rehearsing together like three four times a week and hanging out together and like on top of that like doing relationship stuff and and it was kind of a lot because at that age like you don't really know who you are you're trying to like you may not even know what your fucking major is or what your what your degree is going to end up being in yeah. so it's like a really big commitment to then say hey i want to do dishes with you or like <laughs> i want to do i want to clean bed sheets with you or like god forbid what if her roommates brings home a crazy person and they're like you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of dynamics going on. Let me illustrate this. She is a 20-year-old girl who's about to move in with two other 20-year-old girls. Odds are, odds are, and these are handy. I would put $100 on this. At the end of this year, she will be friends with one of them. Yep. Or neither of them, and they'll be friends with each other. And go. that's a bigger problem. Yep. If you move in, it's probably going to be that. But... Most likely she will lose one of these friendships in the next one to two years. You and how long have they been friends? Probably since first day freshman year. So probably 12 months. Mm, you guys mm -hmm. have been together for nine months. Math. Do you and you guys have to fuck. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. She can keep her friends and fuck whoever she wants. You guys, if she keeps you, she can only fuck you. Do you understand how much less likely it is that you are the relationship that continues than these girls because it's so much more complicated and so much more work. And and yeah. she's not even going to last in these friendships with these girls. I mean, she could be. It's rare, but it would be awesome. There's definitely cases, but I would say like probably two-thirds of random groups of three girls yeah, who room together sophomore year, two-thirds of them, you're not going to be friends with both of those girls anymore. Every time I've been in a friend group of three girls... I, we don't, we are not friends after like six months. There's not one girl that I'm still friends with today that originally started out as like a threesome. It's always like, we always end That's up hating true. each other somehow. Every threesome was like a foursome and someone moved away. Yep. <laughs> yep. But also the other thing too is like, if you don't move in now, like you still have so much of your relationship to enjoy and figure out. And then what if... A year from now, two years from now, you do want to move in together. You still have that option. But if you move in now, you're taking a little bit more risk because not only is the relationship still relatively new, but you're also putting your relationship up to 
this contest between you and two other girls who it sounds like he may not know them that well. Obviously, if they're friends with his girlfriend, like he, he says that he he's always going to be with them well, but yeah. they just think of him as their friend's boyfriend. Right. So they're not going to like go to bat for him. You know what I mean? Like no. what if, they're never going to defend him. If he's if something's going on in the apartment, maybe someone's not doing their chore. Maybe someone's being disrespectful. Also, no one is ever going to defend him. Every single one of my friend's boyfriends thinks we get along really well. Yeah. I that's like very true. And you're like, maybe a third of them. And I'd put money on maybe a third of them. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I'm not out here being like, I hate you and I want you to know it. I'm like, you know what? Chances are five months down the road, it's not going to be an issue anymore. Yeah. These, her two friends are looking at you like, Nah, temporary inconvenience because it's college and it, sure it's possible you guys last yeah it's just like a lot i can't imagine how those two girls must feel if they haven't already been told about the situation like i i would immediately back out like if i was moving in and they were like hey i'm bring my bringing my boyfriend i'd be like ah i'm good like that's yeah. not the vibe i want the only time that a situation like this that i've thought about it is when i was insanely broke so it kind of sounds like you're maybe insanely broke because mm -hmm. you're so motivated by how much cheaper it is the probably less gross thing is it, <laughs> it's i guess in my mind it's implying that like you think the girls are gonna clean up after you <laughs> oh god but um but yeah if your main reason to move into someone is because of how cheap it's going to be just know that 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 relationship is now primarily a business partnership mm -hmm. <laughs> okay i think we beat that one to death okay <laughs> i think that one was good <laughs> hopefully cautious ken is doing okay <laughs> Yeah, I, good good luck with college. You sound great. Did that come off rude? Yeah, you sound great, Cautious Ken. Um, I just can't emphasize enough to you how much you uh, can't just, do this. Just think, just think <laughs> about, like, you don't have to be selfish, but just think about yourself. Just think about what do you want out of your relationship and is it worth putting to the test with two other girls that are going to comment and be very aware and observant of your relationship and make comments probably to their friend about how good of a roommate you are or aren't. Also, college is one of those times where moving in with some random roommates, like if you were to go on Craigslist and find some random dudes who wanted to save a little extra money, like they found a three-bedroom they love, mm -hmm. but it's only two dudes, you uh, stand the chance to, I know you said you don't know anyone looking for an apartment, but like if you met someone via moving in with them, you stand a chance to make some really great friends out mm -hmm. of the situation. And if they end up sucking, at least it's not an emotionally complicated relationship relationship it's yeah. just like my two roommates suck but we were never friends to begin with so that's very much a zero-sum thing where it's like worst case scenario it just feels like you're living alone basically maybe they have some annoying habits but right. same with a dorm because you're in close quarters but best case scenario you come out with two best guy friends and you can always i'm sure you can always like sleep over at your girlfriend's place like I, that would not be a problem like once in a while you get to yeah. go over there maybe the other two girls are out somewhere else or they go or whatever totally it's not the end of the world okay good luck cautious kim good luck um second question i moved to la for a job and i think it was a mistake 
I signed a year lease and spent a lot of money moving here. So I have a sunk cost fallacy situation. This is pretty cringe, but this whole experience kind of makes me want to move back to my hometown. Should I keep trying and stick out my lease or should I look into other options? Signed, Recovering Vegan. How long have they been there? Did they say? Um, no. Gosh, hopefully it's not like a month. Yeah, if it's early on, then don't make any decision. I mean, I would say stick out your lease. Yeah, I have. So I have a very good life experience that goes very well with this. So uh, when I graduated college, I went to CU Boulder. I got a job in Colorado Springs, which is depending on where you fall on like your spectrum of like uh, how much you value like outdoorsy shit culture like it can be a very fun place to live it can be a very bad place to live for me I hated it because I was at a job that was underpaying me expecting me to do a lot of work uh like I they paid me so little that I could barely pay my rent and I couldn't even get them to acknowledge the fact that like they weren't paying me a living wage so I was very much in that situation of like I gotta go somewhere else but what I did was like, I just spent that time really like beefing up my resume so that when I had the opportunity to leave, I could get a better job. And I stuck it out and I decided that I would like take advantage of what there was to enjoy. So I like started doing like, I actually went to go see my very first comedy show when I was down there at Looney's. Um, and I was, I was young. I was like 22 and I lived there. And then I would like, would go on hikes. Like I hated my job and I hated being there, but I tried to make the best of it because I knew that it was, it wasn't possible for me to just be there for two months and then just like skedaddle. And like, I had to figure out a way to do it. So I would say, do your best to like stick it out and maybe just do like random shit. Like go for a walk on the beach on a random day. Like Maybe join one of those like meetup groups. Like you never know what's going to happen. So if you know that you're not going to be there in a year, I would just say like just live like you're never going to be there again. Dude. Yeah. So absolutely stick out your lease because you can do anything for a year. Mm -hmm. And I would say the live like you're never going to be there again is such good advice. I think a lot of the reason why you might hate L.A. is because you're not finding community. Because I feel like that's the main thing yeah. that is like whether you love a place or not. It's just whether you happen to meet your people relatively yeah. easily. Yeah. And if that's not happening to you in L.A., first of all, that doesn't speak to your value as a person at all. Um, but it does free you up to a certain degree if you're leaving in a year and you're never going to see any of these people again. Be yeah, super brave it. and be super yeah. bold and um, spend your time setting yourself up well for when you move back, like Morgan said. Um, should I keep trying and stick out my lease? Absolutely. It kind of makes you want to move back to your hometown. That's great. I do think that like our generation was like weirdly pressured into or it's it was just so weirdly normalized to move like super fucking far away from your hometown mm -hmm. because like mm -hmm. staying in your hometown is lame and anybody cool moves super far away. Yeah, yeah. And that's so dumb because your most valuable um I mean, the number one predictor in of human happiness is like the connections that you have, the strength of them, yeah. how long they last. So being in a place where you already know people is generally better and easier. 
there are definitely occasions where it's worth it to move to a bigger place um, or another place because mm-hmm. there's something that you really mm-hmm. want there. I moved to Denver because my hometown doesn't really have any comedy. And I fell in love with the comedy scene here. I had to work really hard to like make friends and find community here. And it ended up being worth it. I like Denver better. But like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to stay in your hometown at all. Yeah, I think... I think too, like if you are feeling guilty for maybe like, I don't know if this is happening, but I think a lot of people when they move somewhere far, they start to get this like kind of animosity towards their hometown where they're like, I'm going to move away and it's going to be so much better. And you guys are all going to be sorry. And like, that's kind of what I did. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you realize years later, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? So yeah. don't ever be afraid to like, you know, rewrite your story. Like there's no, we're all just living these lives. There's no playbook on like what you're supposed to do. And I think LA is a really tough city to like make it or like to be in. I mean, my friend moved to LA when we were 18 from Boulder, like very, very stark difference. And it took her a good like five years to like, get her community, feel safe, feel like she understood how to live in the city because it is like, I think any big city is like kind of difficult to feel comfort in when it's, you don't know the people, you don't know the systems, you don't know like the structure of the culture there, what people do, what people don't do, what places to avoid. So I don't know. I would just like say fuck it and just do random stuff maybe challenge yourself to go see a new like museum or show or something every week and just try to live the most of it because like LA is one of those places where there is something always going on so at least you're not stuck in like the middle of nowhere Kansas at a job that you hate yeah and the thing is is that like um if you go back to your hometown and have to pay off LA lease prices, mm. that could potentially be like incredibly financially straining. Like if you go back to your hometown after a year in LA, you're a cooler, better person for yeah. having expanded your horizons for a year. If you go back to L- to your hometown after like four months and now you have a shit ton of debt, yeah, not as cool. You haven't expanded your horizons as much. So just stick it out, follow through on the commitment, and then don't be afraid to run away as soon as the timing is good to run away because your lease is up. Yeah. I think that's some solid advice. It's it's so funny because it's like the <laughs> it's like the opposite of the last guy where it's like yeah. eh, breaking your lease and you can but yeah, I mean leases are serious. Okay. Next question. Yes. Something has come up recently in my otherwise great, I know everyone says this, relationship. My, I'm a girl, boyfriend, hasn't had the money to be the pursuing romantic partner he used to be. I don't feel romanced and I would like to be taken on dates and bought little presents. I would be fine with dates and gifts that cost very little or nothing at all, like jazz in the park or a donut. On top of this, he owes me a lot of money and he's working hard to pay me back and pay off some credit cards. Now for the bummer. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. Now for the bummer. After I spent the day taking his dog to the groomer while he was at work, 
and taking care of the household and pets. He talked to me about how his sister, married older than us, has mentioned multiple times the Lululemon belt bag, and he's going to send her one. <gasps> no. Like, that sounds like a nice gesture, but where is my donut? <laughs> How do I tell him I'm feeling this way? This way means less appreciated and pursued and treasured than I would like to feel. Signed, giving too much. Wait, we gotta know how much that bag costs. Oh, yeah. What do you think it up. up? What do you think it is? Like it's 90? Lululemon. I have rarely. Um, it's gotta be. I would be surprised if it's. I search Lululemon, the first thing is belt bag. Okay, it's $38. Oh. Okay, so it's not... Wow, why did I think it was going to be like $95? But 38 for someone who is, is, you know, struggling can be a lot of money. Like, that's not a cheap bag by any means. Your boyfriend's fucking his sister. <laughs> Ew, no. I have never gotten... I have two brothers. I've never gotten a gift outside of Christmas oh, and no. birthday from either of them. And we're at the age where we don't do Christmas and birthday gifts anymore. I get um, Christmas gifts for their kids, but we don't do Christmas and birthday gifts. And we certainly don't do random Lululemon yeah, gifts because I was just talking about how much I wanted Wait, one. also, she's married and her husband's not going to... She's talking to her brother about the bag. She's not talking to her well, husband yeah, about it. Well, yeah, it's because they just got done having sex. And so oh, my like God. Okay. okay. And you're like, I've been thinking about this Lululemon belt bag that I want. So here's the first, here's the first thing. It is completely valid to feel like because of your partner's financial situation, you are not getting the love that you want. Like... Don't feel guilty for feeling that because I think a lot of women and women in particular, but like people in general get that kind of weird, like guilty feeling where it's like, I yeah. don't want my partner to feel like they have to spend all this money on me, but I do want them to show me that they love and appreciate me. And I agree. You don't have to like buy someone something. It's as simple as like making them dinner and just like surprising them with it or yeah. like even I don't know, like surprise FaceTime calls, like like thing, things that just like show that you're thinking about the other person. Dudes really do. I feel like they don't get a lot of tools about how they would be romantic and have gestures yeah. that don't cost money. And they feel so yeah. ashamed if they can't give you the gestures that cost money that sometimes they like won't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely sat a partner down and had that hard conversation that's like, I don't give a fuck about your budget let's let's be in broke mode together mm -hmm. but like i want you to take me on the picnic i want you to plan yeah. plan making the grocery store dinner for me yeah plan, or even just like yeah. hey if you notice that my laundry is done can you put it in the basket and put it on my bed for me so it's ready to for me to fold or can you like if you notice my mirror is dirty can you like it's like such small little things that don't cost any money so i think it's valid to have that conversation and and not make them feel shameful for their situation just but just be like hey i noticed that i've been missing this and it might be a two-way street the guy might also be feeling that way like he might also be feeling like he's not putting in effort because maybe you're not putting in effort relationships are 50 50 so that's a thing that is true i mean she he went out for the day and she spent the day taking his dog to the groomer paid for it and taking care of the household and pets mm -hmm. I mean, it does sound like she's giving a lot. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think so many women 
Uh, I think this is like the most common relationship dynamic because women in general, um, I feel like give the same amount throughout relationships. Mm. Like, I feel like maybe at the beginning of the relationship, we like do our makeup more often. And then (laughs) later on, it's like, you can see me without my eyebrows occasionally, (laughs) whatever. But I feel like men are kind of socialized because they'll talk about this openly that Mm -hmm. like they give a level of effort at the beginning of the relationship that wins them the girl Mm -hmm. and that they never planned to sustain. Yeah. Which is why it's always around the three-month mark when you figure out what level of effort you can actually expect from this dude. So my question would be, was he ever making you feel appreciated and treasured and pursued? And when did those feelings go away? If he was making you feel appreciated and treasured and pursued for the first year and a half of your relationship and then all of a sudden something changed, Mm -hmm. my biggest question would be, what changed right and then that's the entry point for your conversation hey this thing changed and I know you're going through such a hard time but I wonder if you noticed that an auxiliary effect of it changing is that I I don't feel romanced or pursued or treasured Mm -hmm. anymore I don't feel like you do little stuff for me and like give him some ideas of like the low cost like jazz in the park or donut or like great ideas yeah give him those and then give him one month. Yeah. To just say that to it's important it. to you. Don't say this is an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Don't say I'm considering breaking up with you. Just say it's really important to me. I really don't feel appreciated by you. And these things would make me feel so appreciated. Yeah. And he might get a little defensive. That's like a pretty normal thing. If he gets super defensive, that's so annoying. Drop him. But if he gets a little <laughs> defensive, whatever, get yeah. over it. Let a month go by. Has his behavior changed significantly now that he understands how you're feeling? If it has not, relationship's over, dude. Yeah, I think, too, uh, a lot of, like, I don't know. I feel like relationships are can be tough sometimes because you might be thinking something for so long and so often that you almost think the other person knows what you're talking about when you bring it up because you're like, it makes so much sense to your to you. It's been in your head for like so clearly for so long, but he may not like have any idea that you are feeling frustrated or don't feel loved because to him he's like, I'm broke. I'm living my life. I go home to my girlfriend. Maybe we kiss and say goodnight. Maybe you're intimate. Maybe you're not. Like he may not be aware of the fact that you're feeling this way because a lot of the time like that's just how relationships are none of us are mind readers so it's like yeah you might have to just explicitly be like hey i feel like i'm not loved enough and i love you a lot and i want to like work that like work on this also a lot of times gestures don't mean as much to guys because they're not socialized for gestures Mm. to like feel important but for us we're socialized so that you like grow up thinking that if a guy's not giving you those like little gestures it's because you're like actually disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it just like hits so much deeper. So I definitely am with you that like if it hasn't been explicitly stated, you cannot be mad at him for not noticing. Yeah. But once you explicitly state it, once yeah, you say straight up time. this is important to me, I'm not mad, but I'm curious to know whether you realized I had been feeling that way. And ideally he has the opportunity to be like i had no idea you were feeling that way that stuff is so easy i can start doing that stuff tomorrow yeah most people are not 
self-aware enough to take a conversation like that and not immediately get super defensive and interpret it as criticism mm -hmm. so more likely the reaction you're gonna get is like you're asking so much for a second if he's nice and respectful about it just give him some time yeah yeah that's all you can do but like yeah i mean at the end of the day it says so much about your relationship if you say i'm feeling unappreciated and he gets mad or defensive realistically how much like longer can that relationship yeah. go on yeah damn um also he's fucking his sister <laughs> That and that so truly sorry. to me is so wild because like the I don't know if it necessarily has anything to do with like your relationship. I just I personally just find it very odd that she's going to her brother and talking about this Lululemon bag. What if what if the sister is telling the brother that because she secretly wants the brother to tell the husband so that the husband buys it for like like or what if she's trying to get the brother to buy it for the girlfriend who wrote in yeah like that's you also know what girls true. like this lululemon belt yeah, bag. yeah, yeah. they're googling it like crazy <laughs> and men are so stupid they're like oh i'll buy it for my sister she's been talking it's about like, it she a won't lot stop fucking talking about it my brother has never one. given me a gift that wasn't bought by my mom <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like again, he's never. I, I can't remember the last time a brother gave me a gift, and I wouldn't yeah. expect it. It's just weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> loving your sibling is really fucking weird, and you should stop doing it. <laughs> really, it's so funny. It's a thirty-eight dollar bag, and this married woman is mentioned it to her brother multiple times. God, that's really weird. To know and that. both times she was like. Money's tight, can't afford it. Meanwhile, she has a kid walking around, which is like eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, a year. what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, last question. Um, you know what? Actually, that is probably the amount of time. We are all out of time. Thank you so much okay. for <laughs> if you want another question, tune in next time. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Morgan, where can people find you? Oh my gosh. Um, Morgan Gallo comedy online everywhere. Um, I have some tour dates coming up. So at the end of September, I'll be in Milwaukee and then I'll be San Diego, LA, San Francisco, Tacoma. I'm going on tour with Morgan J. So I'm really excited. I'll be in like 20 something cities, uh, until the end of November. So it's going to be crazy. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And you can find everything that is happening to me at Hannah Jones cool in my link tree and sign up for the Patreon. If you want the Patreon, Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>